Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday the 13th of October 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Timonini. Today is going to be a free-willing Friday the 13th because James had an early morning meeting. He's fancy, y'all. So I'm going to be guiding you into the weekend all by my lonesome. And that's just as well because we have a ton of news that came out yesterday. Up first, the reviews are in for the boss on Broadway and... As if this was going to be a surprise to anybody, they are incredibly positive. So perhaps all of that talk of Tony Awards was not misgiven by Mr. Riedel here in the last few weeks. As you know, Springsteen on Broadway officially opened yesterday, and this very unique run has been extended to February 3rd of 2018. Bruce Springsteen will be performing five performances each week, and there is nary a ticket to be had. But now we know, if you are fortunate enough to get a ticket... You're in for one hell of a show. Jesse Green of the New York Times wrote, quote, Make no mistake, Springsteen on Broadway, which opened on Thursday evening, is a solo act by a solo artist with an artist's steel. Even though Patty Schialfa, his wife, shows up to harmonize on two numbers, this is not a sing-along arena show or a roadhouse rouser. Even less does it try to be a feel-good Broadway book musical or a slick, whitewashed jukebox like Jersey Boys. Rather, Springsteen on Broadway is a painful, if thrilling, summing up at 68. A major statement about a life's work, but also a major revision of it. Deadline's Jeremy Gerard said, quote, Springsteen on Broadway is a perfect concert. Seeing Springsteen on Broadway must be similar to what it was like to be in the audience for Clapton Unplugged, an electrifying, well, an acoustifying session of mostly big, big songs rendered without embellishment. Underscoring that seriousness, it's important to acknowledge the brilliant work by sound designer Brian Ronan, who manages the neat trick of high volume without losing the essential closeness of the experience. Joe Dominowitz of the New York Daily News says, quote, The moment showed the power and charm of the 68-year-old rocker. It also reminded that the show, a sold-out sensation before a note was sung or word was spoken, is not just a concert in a Broadway theater. Threaded with 15 songs and stories pulled from his year-old memoir, Born to Run, the Broadway debut of New Jersey's Finest is a tightly scripted, chronological narrative tracing his life. We will have more reviews in the show notes at broadwayradio.com. I just want to leave you here with David Rooney from The Hollywood Reporter who says, quote, The show is a model of finely chiseled simplicity by turns contemplative, moving, and joyous. It closes naturally with Born to Run. In keeping with an evening in which so many well-known tracks are given fresh life, that timeless declaration about escaping the ordinary to taste life and love and danger becomes also a soulful reaffirmation of home ending with a heartbeat tapped out on the body of a guitar. So if you are like James and continually get the emails telling you that you have not been deemed worthy to buy tickets to Springsteen on Broadway, keep trying because apparently this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see an incredible artist give a truly unique and special performance. Next up, producer Scott Rudin is continuing to keep us guessing on how he releases information about his shows because on Wednesday night, we got the first inclinations of the casting scoop going on over at Carousel because they just put it up on the marquee. It didn't send out a press release. That announcement was that the unbelievably talented Lindsay Mendez has joined the cast of Carousel. 
Well, it was assumed based off the marquee that she would be playing Carrie Pipperidge. It was not confirmed until my colleagues at Broadway World reached out to the production that night and then the next morning as well. Mendez will in fact be replacing her everyday rapture backup singing co-star Betsy Wolf in the role of Carrie. Wolf, of course, left the role under somewhat specious terms last month. Still no word on exactly what happened there. I don't know that we'll ever get that answer. However, Mendez, who has been seen on Broadway in Everyday Rapture, in Greece, in Wicked, and most recently in Significant Other, will be joining the company along with Tony nominee John Douglas Thompson, who will play the Starkeeper. Carousel will begin performances at the Imperial Theater on February 28th with an official opening night on April 12th. In other Broadway casting news, yesterday we learned that Eric Anderson had joined the cast of Pretty Woman the Musical as Mr. Thompson, the role played by Hector Elizondo in the movie. He of course joins Tony winner Steve Kazee, stage and screen star Samantha Barks, Jason Danley, The Great Orfe, and more. The show will have its pre-Broadway premiere in Chicago this coming spring before hitting a Nederlander theater to be named later in the fall of next year. Sticking with Broadway, yesterday we got one of the weirdest press releases I've ever seen before. In this long press release that seemed to be announcing about seven or eight different things, we learned that Motley Crue founder and bass player Nikki Six will be adapting his New York Times bestselling memoir, The Heroine Diaries, A Year in the Life of a Shattered Rockstar, into a Broadway show. In addition to this, other TV projects, his burgeoning photography career. Apparently Nikki Six is going to be leaving his syndicated radio show on Sirius XM to focus on these things. The assumption is that the adaptation of the Heroine Diaries will come to Broadway sometime next year, but in this whole press release, I I don't know where it says that. It's a really weird thing. If you want to check it out and see all that Nikki Six is doing, feel free, but the biggest thing is, is that apparently this is coming to Broadway at some time in the future. Sticking with Broadway, yesterday we learned that the Tony Awards will be returning to Radio City Music Hall for their 72nd annual celebration. This season's festivities will take place on Sunday, June 10th. And if that's not all, the Tony Awards also announced, in conjunction with CBS, that a new deal has been reached with the broadcast network to keep the Tonys on the iNetwork through 2026. The Tony Awards have been broadcast on CBS every year since 1978. The official eligibility cutoff date for this season will be April 26th, so all Broadway shows must make sure that they have their official opening night by that Thursday. Then the announcements will be made the following Tuesday, May 1st, as to whom will be nominated for the season. Not an easy way to transition here, going from the fun and upbeat show and casting news, but we are going to talk about something a little bit more serious here. As yesterday, acclaimed playwright and librettist Kiara Alagara-Hoodies posted on Twitter an update about the In the Heights movie in the wake of the Harvey Weinstein sexual assault and sexual harassment revelations. The film, which is technically currently in production with the Weinstein Company, has been in the works for a while, but Kiara made a plea to the Weinstein Company in the wake of everything that happened. She said, quote, as a woman, I can no longer do business with the Weinstein Company. To those women who suffer directly at Harvey's hands, I extend my sincerest compassion and support. 
Unfortunately, my musical In the Heights is tied up in the company. In the Heights is part of my heart and soul. I created it about respect, community, and solidarity. I hope the Weinstein Company has enough grace in the wake of these revelations to respect my stand as a woman and to allow us to extricate In the Heights from them. In the Heights deserves a fresh start in a studio where I'll feel safe, as well as my actors and collaborators. She goes on for there. If you want to read her full post, you can do so in the show notes. Her In the Heights collaborator, Lin-Manuel Miranda, followed up and said, quote, As usual, Kiara does the prose best. She speaks for both of us. Unsurprisingly, there has not been a response yet by the Weinstein Company, as I'm sure they are dealing with many requests along these same lines. As soon as we hear anything about the In the Heights film or anything else theatrically related going on to this story, we will let you know. All right, back to the fun show and casting stuff. Yesterday, it was confirmed by Baz Bombaboy in the London's Daily Mail what he'd reported earlier this year, and that is that Kelly O'Hara and Ken Watanabe will be bringing the Lincoln Center production of The King and I to the London Palladium. O'Hara finally won her Tony Award for that, and Watanabe was nominated for the award as well. Bombaboy reports that Bartlett Shear's production will begin performances at the Palladium next June. Further details and official casting will be announced soon. Sticking with our boy Baz, he's also reporting that Matthew Warchus, Danny Rubin, and Tim Minchin are not giving up on Groundhog Day altogether despite the Broadway run that didn't exactly meet expectations. There is an 18-month national U.S. tour that's already scheduled to start in 2018, and there have been rumors about a transfer back to the West End in London where the show originally premiered. But apparently, according to Bombaboy, the show's creators are actually revising the show in hopes to tweak it for its next London run. Director Matthew Warches says that the updated production will feature rewrites to the book by Rubin and perhaps even new songs by Mention. No official date for a London return has been announced, but I'm excited to see what they're able to come up with, especially because of how unique this show is. I'd like to see them get this right. Back on this side of the pond, yesterday more stars were announced to be joining the Master Voices production of the Gershwins of the Eye Sing that'll take place on Thursday, November 2nd at Carnegie Hall. Joining the previously announced cast members of Bryce Pinkham, Danae Benton, Kevin Chamberlain, Fred Applegate, and David Pitu will be Mo Rocca, Tony winner Chuck Cooper, Tony nominee Brad Oscar, and more. If you're unfamiliar with Of The I Sing, it's the first musical to ever win a Pulitzer Prize as it skewers the electoral process. If you are unable to make it to Carnegie Hall on November 2nd, you can go out to the Tilla Center for the Performing Arts at LIU Post on Saturday, November 4th, where they will also have a production with this cast. You'll probably recall that previously we've talked about the off-Broadway return of Lisa Lampanelli's play Stuffed, and that it was to feature the film version of Hairspray's star, Nikki Blonsky. However, she's had an illness lately, so she hasn't been going on, and yesterday, Blonsky and Lampanelli jointly announced that Blonsky would be leaving the production at this time, and that opening night had been pushed back. Lampanelli was nothing but gracious and complimentary towards Blonsky, and says that she hopes they get to work together in the future. Now, reading this press release, I have no idea if these feelings are genuine or not, or if there's something more salacious going on behind the scenes, but it is very kind, it is very sympathetic in the way it was written, and stands in stark contrast to the press release that we got a few weeks ago about Betsy Wolf leaving Carousel. Even though Wolf and Scott Rudin did give fairly nice quotes for the press release, it was nothing compared to this one, so it really makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes with both of those shows. 
And finally, in the show and casting stuff, yesterday, the Muni, St. Louis's incredible outdoor theatrical institution, announced its 100th season of shows. Befitting this historic year, the Muni will be the first theater in the U.S. to produce two different Tony Award-winning musicals. First, Jersey Boys, and the second, Jerome Robbins Broadway. This season also includes two family favorites, Annie and The Wiz, as well as two classic American musicals, Gypsy and Singing in the Rain, and finally, in its long-awaited return to the Muni stage after nine years, Meet Me in St. Louis. Further details, including casting and the show's actual performance dates, will be announced later, but this is a really, really exciting season for the Muni, especially being able to do something like Jerome Robbins' Broadway that doesn't get performed very often. I can only imagine how many people they're gonna have to have on that huge Muni stage to be able to do all of that great iconic choreography. All right, before I let you go here, I'm gonna send it over to Caitlin Milligan, who's gonna tell you everything that's going on off the Broadway stage this coming week. Friday today on Broadway listeners, it's Caitlin Milligan, back with this week's edition of Off the Stage, where I talk about the hottest shows and events happening off of the Broadway stage. First up, Tony-winning legend Betty Buckley returns to Joe's Pub, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, with Story Songs No. 2, featuring a new collection of music. These shows come off of the heels of her nationally acclaimed album Story Songs. The show features songs from Joni Mitchell, Stephen Sondheim, with new pieces from Jason Robert Brown, and more. Tickets range from $25 to $75, and each night there are two shows, one at 7 p.m. and one at 9.30 p.m. For those listeners on the West Coast, this Saturday, October 14th, is Broadway to the Rescue, a benefit for the homeless at the Montalban Theater in Hollywood at 7 p.m. Artists such as Lilius White will be recreating some of Broadway's greatest hits, all for a good cause. Tickets range from $20 to $75, and proceeds will go to Hope of the Valley, a rescue mission for the homeless in Los Angeles. Leslie Odom Jr. takes over the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington, D.C. this weekend for a pair of concerts on October 14th and 15th. The concert is a part of the Voices series, curated by Renee Fleming. Odom will be singing several numbers from his self-titled solo album. The shows are at 8pm, and tickets range from $49 to $125. Monday Night at Studio 54 features two Tony winners and their Broadway friends. Ben Platt and Gavin Creel are set to perform Let Me Try That Again, Take 5, at 9.30pm. Hosted by Susan Blackwell, Creel and Platt get to relive their most embarrassing moments on stage and redeem themselves by recreating the moment. The audience will even get to vote for which star redeemed themselves most. Over in Hartford, Connecticut on Monday is Concert for America, Stand Up, Sing Out. The October edition of the series that hosts Seth Rudesky and husband James Wesley have been bringing to cities all across the country. Monday's concert takes place at Hartford's Bushnell Hall at 7.30 p.m. and will be headlined by Matthew Broderick, Judy Kuhn, and more. Tickets are $21.75 to $79.50. The Concert for America series benefits the Southern Poverty Law Center, National Immigration Law Center, the Sierra Club Foundation, the NAACP, and the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. 
Miss Saigon's Eva Noblezada's four-week residency at Green Room 42 continues on Wednesday, October 18th, when she sings songs from artists like Amy Winehouse and Frank Sinatra, while sharing her story with you. The show is at 7.30 p.m. and tickets are $35. That's all for this week's edition. Check back next Friday as I highlight the events off of the Broadway stage. Till next time. All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt. And subscribe to something like at Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Thanks so much for listening. James et al. will have this week on Broadway on Sunday, and then he and I will be back to talk to you on Monday.